Hello, everybody, and welcome to Final Show Films. I'm John, your executive producer here, and thanks for tuning in to watch or listen to whatever it is you're about to watch or listen to. In these trying times, we really do appreciate everyone that feels that we are worth their time, and we hope that we're able to give you something entertaining to while away the time as you spend it. Uh, we particularly want to thank those of you that feel like we're worth financially contributing to, uh, particularly our $25 and up supporters on Patreon, who are Antitonic, Drevian Alexander, Catwater Flame, Rowan Parker, and Samantha Bates. Yes, I read that off of the list. Thank you very much for supporting us. I know that in these uncertain times, finances are tough for everybody, so that you're willing to donate to us means a lot to all of us here, and we thank you. That being said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Hunter the Vigil Terminus Tendency, a New World of Darkness chronicle. I am William, and I'm your storyteller. I almost, I almost said another thing. <laughs> uh, but joining me today, we have Jack. Hey, everybody. My name is Jack. I'm playing Nikolai Delka, a member of the Ascending Ones, unlicensed physician, and who thinks the only acceptable edge to use is a guitarist from YouTube okay you said you too okay i was about to be like yes i i heard youtube for a second and i'm like he's been around longer than that jack uh and mara hi i'm mara i'm playing thomas smith uh ashwood abbey repairman doesn't and, know what edges and jeremy hi uh i am jeremy i am playing nina sky uh, a union rockster, and there are many acceptable edges to use. There is, there is the guitarist. There is the WWE Hall of Famer. There is the one that you can mostly find on certain types of video sites. Um, just not the browser. <laughs> and John, uh, I'm John. Let's I'm complete playing... this. No. No. <laughs> Your rebuttal, sir. I'm John. I'm playing Zara Albright, the Chiron Group Atlanta Director of Operations, who uses Edge because he likes to have, uh, you know, all of his tools available for when one doesn't work, so he can swap to another one, rather than sticking with archaic means that sometimes break down. You realize that calling one an archaic mean means you're implying the other one is also an archaic mean and sometimes break down because they're identical. They are identical, yes. But Chrome's been around longer and in the age of the internet, 10 years is archaic. <laughs> and Holly. Hi, I'm Holly. I'm playing Astrid Ashwin, Knights of St. Adrian, Murder Suite. And when last Also, left Black off. Lives Matter, Trans Rights, Human Rights, Fuck Cops. Yes. That one. And that one. And that one. Also Believe Women. Yes. And the various other things that we say every single week. Eat the rich. God. With soy Definitely sauce. Definitely do that one. Don't try to change the sun and moon's orbit. Soy sauce. Please. What was that, Mara? Why would you ruin perfectly good soy sauce like that? Well, because most because most of the rich are bland, tasteless white men, so you need the soy sauce. Just yeah, like tofu. Say, they're, ba they're basically That's tofu. Right. <laughs> <laughs> When last we left off, 
the group had two particular challenges before them. One is after their previous conversation with the incarnation of death, figuring out how to open the door that leads to the sanctum of the dark, uh, of the, sorry, the Sa- the Sophic Council. The Sophic Council. <laughs> Actually, Sophic is the, is the actual say, Sophic's like knowledge rather than... I feel, I feel like this cell of hunters would be on very good terms with the Sophic Council. Yeah. Um, Happy Pride Month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of the Sophic Council. Uh, and also attempting to locate the Lapis Philosophorum, the Philosopher's Stone, which is something that the group has tentatively traced to Armestris Magistus, which means that their current lead is either attempting to locate a member of the Order of Hermes among the mages, or going directly to the Akashic Brotherhood, who are known for their ability to literally pull knowledge from the ether. I'm pretty certain we had settled on that one. And one of you was attempting to meditate there. I mean, eventually all of us will try to meditate there. (laughs) One of us was just getting practice in. Yep. Nico has some drugs for that sort of thing. So, we pick up there with uh, Colleen attempting to guide Zero through this meditation and having very little success. I got a success. You got a success, which is very <laughs> little success. A little of success, as the treat. <laughs> this is the sort of thing that took regular, like, actual mages a long time to learn, and I certainly didn't learn it quickly. We might just be better off going with the astral projection thing that you've got lined up in a couple of weeks and just going to the Akashiana rather than to death. Well, they can do that. Right. You have this whole thing. I don't understand how it's hard to grasp an uncomfortableness of one's soul not being in one's body, but I'll explain it as many times as I need. I mean, there's there's one thing about being uncomfortable with it. I don't think anyone who doesn't do it on the regular is comfortable with it, but... I'd rather they be... do it because they need to. I'd rather be in my body if somebody tried to kill me than away from it while it's helpless. Yeah, so would everybody else, I feel like. And there we go. But they're still gonna do it. (laughs) He just sort of nods. Like, yes, they are. (laughs) We can try. It's not gonna be easy. I mean, I'll just stay behind while everyone else goes if it ends up being coming to that. <laughs> but the uh, the rest of you, yep, 
what are you up to? Any takers? Any volunteers? He goes driving back to the hideout, having learned his incense from Amalia. Yes. I believe he got back because we did the whole bull thing at the end yep. of last week. Oh, that's right. I that's right. We thing. didn't do the bull thing, and we got the bull taken to Astrid's. Or I got mm-hmm. the bull. I got the bull taken to Astrid's place. <clears throat> yep. Right. We did end cool. on that. We're all here. <laughs> Astrid Shack, right? Not like her actual like. The, yeah, it's at, it's at your yeah. torture okay. shack. It's, it's being it's being taken to your torture shack. Yes. Okay. Th- there would be some explanations needed if, if it went there to her is, actual. There, there will be a Wall Street bull either immediately outside or just inside the torture shack. Okay. A what Wall Street really bull with a hatch on the side. You put it on top of the roof. A Wall Street brazen bull. That'd be pretty dramatic and kind of cool looking. Like a really big weather vane? Yeah. I feel like it or, wouldn't you quite know, like, serve the purpose some, of a weather vane. Sometimes you like see fiberglass houses, uh, fiberglass cows on top of houses, that kind of thing. But fiberglass cows usually weigh a lot less and are... Yeah, yeah, that's why I said reinforced. Yeah, we would have to we would have to tear down the shack and build yeah. an entirely new one. Probably. Typically, yeah, it's it's also it's a shack, Thomas. Typically, uh-huh. around here, we only see fiberglass bulls adorning Chick Fil A billboards, so we'd have to steal them from there. I'm up for that. All right. What were we doing? I lost the finding a way to the Akashic Monastery. Right, meditation. Shit. I've got drugs for it. They will only work for me, though. You're also really quiet, Jack. Okay. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> I am correct in remembering that there is no physical drive that we can take, so to speak. Not, at least not in Atlanta. There does not appear to be a centralized location in Atlanta that is on the physical realms. That doesn't necessarily have to be a... We have planes, you know. (laughs) Restriction. A flight to Tibet would not be the best plan. We went to Hawaii. Yeah, Tibet's a different place. It is a bit further away. That's got a lot more restrictions. Mm. Well, that's that's the th- that's the beauty of a private jet, though. We just air- we just parachute out. We're over our target. <laughs> yeah, they'll shoot you down in international airspace, dude. They have to have the gun. China has the guns, my dude. <laughs> and Tibet is currently being annexed by China, if I recall correctly. Uh, I mean, yes and no. It's it's complex. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it, it has been for, like, it has like been being annexed for about for about seventy years, yeah. if not more. Although I don't know if we should necessarily, <clears throat> even that aside, I don't know if parachuting in to Shaolin Monkville is necessarily a good idea. They might. Right. <laughs> you, you might you, kick you, our asses. You you air you airdrop and you airdrop down to Tibet, and you're not even halfway down to the ground when some dude just jumps up from the ground and spin kicks you in the face. Right, right, exactly. 
And then there's the whole thing of, yeah, we could jump out of the plane, but have you thought about what we're landing on? There's a lot of Himalayas up there. That's what the parachutes are for. Right, because nobody's ever gotten caught by a cross breeze going through the Himalayas in a parachute and just gotten bugged on the side of a mountain's windshield. I mean, I mean, rip to you, but I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a... <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole lot of ways that this could go wrong, is what I'm saying. We could also yeah, just to... go ahead. Just gonna say we could also just find an order of Hermes. Yeah, who are those again? Other yeah. And we had brother kindness, nephew efficiency, sister patience, couple others. Oh, and we're also going to ask the Akashics how to find the Order of Hermes, because we don't know how. I mean, we could ask around. Uh, yeah. Yes, the time the time and tested method of, excuse me, are you a member of the Order of Hermes? Or do you know anyone Next. who is? <laughs> Can I do an old get an idea of how much I know about the Order of Hermes? Because I'm trying real hard not to not, not to, not, not to, to info dump. <laughs> not to info dump. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and roll me intelligence in a cult. Okay. Excuse me. Have you seen anyone wearing this? Holds up a picture of a person with a in a toga with a snake staff. <laughs> One success. What information are you thinking of that you might know? I mean, uh, basics about like. Basics about hermeticism in general, like you, defi- you definitely Day, know about the Alistair Crowley, yeah, yeah like, like the actual that. like real yeah. world practice of hermeticism. Okay, you definitely know about that. Okay, uh, sex cult. Um, I mean, people who really like their seals of Solomon. Um, fucking Harry Potter fucker people. Only Wait, actual Solomon magic. Pet seals. I mean, we could always. I mean, if it's sex culture looking for, we could always go down to seventeen sixty three. This is something I'm going to assume Nina knows because it's a sex cult. That said, <laughs> seven, seventeen. Jeremy doesn't know, and I know you're waiting for me to say this. So, seventeen sixty three is a dungeon here in Atlanta. Okay, fair <laughs> it's actually like in 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 um, it's in a uh, Tucker. It wouldn't be the uh, uh, not even kidding. It probably wouldn't even. Be, it probably wouldn't be the dumbest <laughs> idea we could come up with. Like we're t- so, we're looking for John Day motherfuckers, yeah. Crowley it's, people. Um, to, gi- to give the sort of broad level overview, because I'm not D, super sorry, familiar D. with them. Colleen says the Order of Hermes are mages who practice magic the old-fashioned way. To sort of put it into perspective, you noticed oh. that you you noticed that um, Jack Jack uh, Pumpkin Jack does his magic very ritualistically but in a very sort of practice of the dead the speaker of the beyond kind of way and then miss dragonheart does her magic via her music mages have different approaches to how they do their magic 
and the Order of Hermes do it in a very traditional, formulaic kind of way. So you're the, saying we're looking for I have math the, I have verbal, somatic, and material components, D&D, mage kind of thing. So, I mean... So you're saying we're looking for math nerds. Yes. Basically. Math nerds in a sex cult. Yes. Like, okay, is there... So the law. Does anybody then. know about... Like, are there any... Obviously, I'm not asking mages because that would be the easiest. That if, if you knew where there were mages who were like this, we'd literally probably be talking about the Order of Fermi's. But like normal people who are into the Golden Dawn, um, Gnostics. Um, oh, I mean, you can find just about anything in Little Five, so we could start there. Okay. Uh, Nico's a member of the Southern Temple, which is literally like the magic research branch of the Ascending Ones. Is there any chance he would know where you go to look for arcane shit? Uh, roll me intelligence and a cult. My status count at all? Or... Uh, half your status. You're in the right half temple, but it's not necessarily exactly your purview. Sure. Three successes. All right. So there is an unsurprisingly, Atlanta has a pretty large underground, like traditional occult scene, like cult gatherings, ritual circles, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The afterlife. Um. There's a number of different clubs either like private gentlemen's clubs both sexual and non-sexual um and um various gatherings um quite honestly you wouldn't be surprised to find someone like this in say the local um freemason's lodge for instance mm -hmm. might be a place where you would no. find someone like this would we find them at an alchemy where gathering you get, where you get actual yeah like stereotypical secret society kind of shit Sorry. yeah I'm, I'm i'm getting into my georgia like i'm getting into my georgia lifestyle bag alchemy is our alchemy is a georgia version of burning man Got it. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is why it came to mind because it's like yeah depending on how depending on how uh how um depending on how thematic they want to be they might be at alchemy <laughs> Like, we just need to kick in the door of the nearest Freemason place, and odds are okay that we might find one, I think. We don't have to kick in the door. No, but it's more fun to kick in the door. Are you a Freemason, Thomas? Place. I don't think so, but I can get into places, clubs and things. If there's a party there, I can probably get us in. At least me and then kind of very difficult to get into a Freemason meeting. Yeah, they're pretty they're exclusive. Less of, they're less of our type of party, like and more you know. They're more my they're more my type of party. Yeah. Yeah. C cigars oh, okay. and whiskey with privilege as a main course. And a little bit of eyes wide shut flavor. Fixing fixing economies while also enjoying the fruits of that privilege.
but you know the the the, the kind of mathematic magic that that you're sort of getting the idea from Colleen definitely seems like a Freemason kind of fit. Um, so yeah, that kind of secret society, which there are several of within the Atlanta area, not just Freemasons, um, would probably be a good area to start. So sex, drugs, and pencil pushers. Two of my favorite things. <clears throat> or um, you can project yourself into the Akashic Monastery and have people that you are at least fairly confident will be friendly to you. I like the projection. It feels a lot more efficient. Agreed. Oh, honestly, if you're all going, we'll still we still have a couple of weeks before the coffins will be prepared. We could still pursue the various mm -hmm. locations we could look into while we wait. As we continue our, let's not let it let a single day go by without spending at least an hour and a half on it. Exactly. Trend. I, Rest. What's I that? agree. We we might as well attempt to find it while we're waiting. Nico votes for a research time skip. Speaking of, <laughs> one of you, one of you needs to go get tattooed. Oh, okay. Wait, it wasn't Thomas? <laughs> because one of you purchased a new dot of ink. Ooh. Fancy. I forgot this, and I'm trying to remember which one I got. I believe it was Bear Mace. It was. Okay. Astrid will go get You're that. Check. Is that what it sounds like? Sounds like the sauce. I don't I was gonna say it Why? sounds like the sort of, it sounds like the yeah. backcountry hikers pepper spray shit that you use in case of bears. Oh no, I heard like baronets, like the French sauce. I heard, bear, I heard bear mace. And I that is like, exactly I what like I said. Yes, the, oh, okay. the ink yeah, is called it's, bear it's mace. Hey, well, there you go. Bear I'm mace. sorry, William. It's been two weeks. I'm blanking. What did this one do? It's mace for uh, bears, obviously. Bear, bear mace is the one that lets you punch people in the fucking face. As really, a, really goddamn hard. As opposed okay. to having hands. <laughs> I have Curl to get up this. Your stuff touchers. I have to swing away. I have to get this. I you know I have to get this very specific magical tattoo so I can punch people. Well, it's very yeah, specific. Really specifically, uh, the bear mace ink. Let me pull it up. It is in well, you, you the Helen Nice to St. Adrian. I can't wait to have that scene where you punch the bear and the bear goes. <laughs> whenever, when, yeah. So whenever you use your, you can use your bear mace ink as part of a brawl attack. Um, and whenever you use an unarmed attack to strike a supernatural creature, uh, you stun them. But. Okay, that's pretty awesome. Can it be a cocaine bear? <laughs> yeah, so what I'm hearing is this doesn't actually work on bears. <laughs> I don't you can, know. You can you can you can use the you can use you can use bear mace a number of times per scene equal to your dots in in the ink endowment. Um, and basically, when you ah, I need to sneeze and it's not happening. 
I hate that. That's always super fun. When you need to sneeze and it's not happening. But yeah, and ba- basically whenever you hit a supernatural creature with an unarmed attack, you can say, I'm using my bear mace and expend one of your uses for the scene and stun them for a turn. It's one of those weird things. Like, you can stun you could stun a werewolf, but you couldn't stun a bear. Because <laughs> a bear is not supernatural. Yeah. Uh, where does Astrid need to go to get the tattoo done? So there, there is... Um, and if you do stun is... the bear... Run, because that's not a bear. So you could stun a garol. That'd be great. You'd want you just took the, you just took the peaceful one among the shape changes, and you done pissed it off. I'm gonna go punch this bear. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Only reason that the Guru are dominant is because the Garal are peaceful. Yep. So the uh, and because the the, the Garal didn't fight back hard enough when the Guru yeah, almost wiped them pe- out. Because they're peaceful. Yeah. Because Otherwise, peaceful. you put a Garal against a Guru, that is a flat Guru. <laughs> um. But um. There is the there's a specific tattoo artist uh, in the Atlanta area, um, known as this known as the Silver Needle, uh, which is the which is the the Knights of Saint Adrian's tattoo artist for the region. Every every knight in the region goes to this particular tattoo place to get their ink. Mm. Mm-hmm. Must um... must be a shady location. Whenever she gets a chance, Astrid will go. Yeah. Are you bringing anyone with you, or just going there? Uh, I mean, she'll she'll ask if anyone wants to come. I'm where? I'm going to get a new tattoo. Yeah, yeah. sure. I'll come watch. Just to be clear, you're inviting a bunch of people to come watch you get tattooed. I mean, if you're curious about how these work and how they get done. I mean, have you never been to an ink party? Right. He just sort of like unbuttons his shirt and again refreshes you on the numerous tattoos he has. That doesn't mean you can ask if you had gotten tattoos. You don't have to come. I was just No, I was more curious. I'm coming because now I'm curious, but Okay. Well done. Mission accomplished. Let's go. I have to get I have to get my face match for this character because I need to I need to describe him properly. It's just David Bowie. <laughs> uh, no, it's actually David Fenoy. I feel like I feel like all uh all, all that <laughs> When when I run a World of Darkness game, all of my NPCs will be various flavors of David Bowie. <laughs> Every single one of them. This is David uh, Bowie from Black Star. This is David Bowie with the lightning bolt on his face. <laughs> this is Iggy Stardust. <laughs> So, yeah, you arrive at the Silver Needle. And the rest of you are kind of surprised by how upscale this establishment is. Um, it's it's very much this sort of, like, in the middle of Atlanta, so it's not a, not a massive building because it's among, like, the urban sprawl. Um, but it is this sort of 
very well appointed um uh tattoo parlor that is sort of sandwiched between a couple of industrial blocks of like office buildings and like general um environment it's probably been grandfathered in basically by having been there for ages um and the uh the interior is surprisingly clean um it's got that very that very old-fashioned black and white tile uh floor aesthetic you can immediately sort of smell the disinfectant and the uh hear the like 80s and 90s era rock channel that's just constantly playing in the background there's walls the 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 both both the side walls coming in are covered in examples of the artist's work um various different styles and appearances um and as you as you enter a probably like early 20s woman covered in tattoos from the neck down um with her hair her like violet hair sort of pixie cut um looks up at the group of you hey all welcome to the silver needle what can i do for you i'm sorry what's the name of the guy um he's you if you call him by his name you're you're calling it wrong you're just getting a regular tattoo if you're looking for a for a knights of saint adrian tattoo specifically for an ink uh you are referring to him um as uh god hand uh yeah i need a god hand right um i'll go get him for you uh and she disappears in the back and a few minutes later a very broadly built but obviously seeing many years of age um uh, male steps out dark of skin um with this very thick uh full beard hair in uh his hair is in locks, but pulled back and is starting to, it is starting to silver, uh, a lot. Um, uh, there's a little bit of gray in his beard as well. Uh, heavily like that sort of dried out muscular that people who have been fit their entire lives, but are getting old kind of have. Um, and the thing that strikes you entirely is that his eyes are completely snow blind like just blank white. Um, and he sort of looks up at the group of you as if seeing you. Well, got another person calling for old God hand. What can I do for you this time, Astrid? Uh, I need a bear mace. Right, right. Friends coming to watch? Yes, if that's all right. That's fine. That's fine. See, when you say God hand, the only thing I can think of is a video game about a very gay guy that punches people with his God hands. <laughs> all right. Well, come on back. Witness the miracles at work. And he sort of lifts the the tur- the 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 bar in the in the in the counter and just waves the group of you back as he steps into the back. 
Master will follow him. Nico follow as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you step back and you see there's numerous different tattoo artists in the area and he just kind of whistles and waves a finger. All right, boys, taking the private room. I'll be back in a bit. And he leads the group of you past everybody else, all the other tattoo artists and people being tattooed into a, like a small, like a, he opens a door and leads into a relatively small room, probably about, about like 10 by 10 or 12 by 12, not, not very large, um, with a, a single, um, tattoo lounger. Uh, but he sort of sets you down. He sort of pulls out us, uh, a table and, uh, sets it in front of it. Sit in the chair, put your hands down, uh, palm or back of hand. Let's do the back. Back of the hand. All right. And you've already got the, you've already got, you've already got the Lord provides. Mm-hmm. Don't need to work around that. No problems. I can do that. All right. So, any particular style you're looking for, or you're just leaving it up to me? Surprise me. All right. Let's, let's do the angel's work then. Uh, and he sets you down and he gives you the table to place your hands on, gives you something to bite down on and gets to work and for the rest of you this is a an interesting experience because you've seen other people get tattooed, most of you have probably and some of you have gotten tattoos yourself um this individual doesn't have like his needle has no ink from what you can tell it doesn't appear to be full of anything but as he works there's this almost metallic substance that comes out of the end of the of the needle that slowly fills in the design that he is making across the back of astrid's hands and it's Probably more painful than a regular tattoo, Astrid. You've biting down very hard mm-hmm. as you are having what is, to your feeling, liquid metal injected into your skin. Um, as these sort of almost silverish marks are drawn out on the back of Astrid's hands, these indicators that are a series of triangles that begin to form on the back of like at the, on the back of the hand, right on the first knuckle of each hand, there's these, he begins to illustrate these small triangles on each knuckle that he begins to fill in. And on, on, the, on the four primary knuckles of each hand inside each of these triangles in a very sort of stylized and flowing angelic script, you just get B-E-A-R-M-A-C-E inside each of these triangles that are then 
flowed out and illustrated with a variety of different um, designs and sort of extra flourishes to put on top of it. But that's the base design is these triangles with the words bear mace on, e on each of your knuckles. And it goes on for a couple hours of him doing this. And it's excruciating. But each time he finishes one of these symbols, there's this sort of flash of light as the tattoo begins to glow. And as he finishes the last one, the glow heightens to the point that it sort of illuminates the room and then proceeds. And you just have this sort of faintly chromatic glow on the tattoo that then fades back down to standard black ink. But you know that whenever you activate your ink, it takes on that sort of reflective chromatic appearance again. And there you have it. Thank you. The angel provides, and through his through his hand, I add. Anything else? This may sound very random, but by any chance, you know where we could find an order of Hermes Mage. <laughs> I'm not a field ancient anymore. Mm. Figured out. I wouldn't know anything about that. And the weird thing is, as, as the rest, as the rest of you guys are watching this man work, not once did he look at what he was doing. I mean, obviously he's blind, so it seems very unlikely that he would need to in most cases, but he's just not even, there's almost this inattentiveness while he was working as his hand was moving and he didn't seem to be focused on anything. Damn impressive. This is the work of the knights. I don't know how your fancy people do your business, but we rely on the help of angels. I mean, a little angel dust from now and again. But that's about as close as I get. Cool. Yeah, angels aren't really my thing. I'm glad it works for y'all, though. Miss Ashwin is currently our acting representative of the Knights in the region, so Her. if she gives the say-so, I can provide some of our efforts to any of you what need them. Which is to say, if you get good relations, if you get like any amount of good, good reputation with the Knights of St. Adrian merit, then you can take your own ink, if you so desire. Cool. Well, that's good to know. Mighty nice of you guys. We're all in this place to make it a better one. And if I can provide the tools, then I will.
Nico's just kind of looking around the room, seeing if there's anything else on the walls. Yeah, this 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 particular inside, um, in, in in like internal back room, um, is covered in similar like examples of work. This is where the Knights of Saint Adrian's work is done specifically, and this is where the different examples of Saint Adrian tattoos have been done. And you see, there's another door that leads further somewhere else, and you can like from the way the sound echoes coming through that door that's a much larger much more open room which you know because you've got your tattoo here there uh astrid is a mechanic shop for mm-hmm. when you have to get your um uh king of the road tattoo they have to put a paint job on the vehicle you're being attached to no we gotta go find that sorcerer guy or lady or whoever so uh thanks we'll see you around he kind of raises an eyebrow Nico just sort of side eyes Astrid like are we leaving or do we <laughs> Astrid's stay, just or... really annoyed or annoyed, amused by Nico's awkwardness. You get you get you you pick up the sense really quickly that the blind man was amused by C around. Yeah, Nico Nico's not super diplomatic. <laughs> All right, let's get going then. Bye. It kind of offers a lazy salute as you walk out. Um, does do Astrid's hands look like I mean is it is it standard? Did he did he wrap with plastic? It didn't seem to need it. Okay. Like it was excruciatingly painful, but it seems to have been done and finished after everything was done. Do we need to get you some topical or anything for that? Like some mm. aquaphor or something? Uh, no, but I'd like some alcohol. Never going to disagree with that. I mean, I, I applaud everybody on their self-control and that we're doing the alcohol after the tattooing rather than before, like usually happens. Well, it was pretty painful, so it's better to do the alcohol after. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I know just the place to get alcohol and look for magic users. Let's go. All right. Cool. We'll follow you. Where are you taking them? To the afterlife. Okay. <laughs> I've never actually been to afterlife, so this is not going to sound accurate at afterlife all. Is a, afterlife is a three-story bar. Uh, the it's a three-story bar club. It's basically a club. Uh, the ground level is purgatory. The upstairs is heaven. The basement is hell. And it's all themed as such. Yeah, and my Ravnos calls that amateurish, and 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 and, and having a low bar. Because hers is themed for each of the sins. There's only so much space in downtown Atlanta. 
Fair. <laughs> it's also right next to an overpass. So, I mean, it's a Can't bonus. Can't really go up from there. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> next to an overpass is a bonus. You have a place to throw the body. I mean, yes, but I'm, I'm talking about space-wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. Only has space for seven floors. But yeah, so. You make your way to Afterlife. Afterlife is also the uh, the 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 starting location of the eventual demon campaign I might run. <laughs> but yeah, you you make your way in and uh, the ground floor is purgatory, I'm assuming, yes. Yeah, the ground floor is purgatory, upstairs is heaven, downstairs is hell. So you enter through purgatory no matter what. So, Jack, you arrive Jack, in purgatory. Okay. I feel like he has been here before, probably, and she just goes straight down. <laughs> like, right down the stairs. I mean, look, she goes for a theme. <laughs> But yeah, it's you know it's a it's a nightclub. There's drinks, dancing, music, and it's all it's just separated out into three floors. So, what are you looking for in particular, other than just alcohol? <laughs> Anybody wearing a toga and carrying a staff of Asclepius? You're gonna find that anywhere. You'll find it in heaven, yeah. but I doubt it. <laughs> Vico's looking for customers. Mm. Roll me wits and streetwise, Nico. Uh, actually, I'm looking for anybody that is making a show of being weird, like weirder than you would expect. Somebody Three successes. Like, uh, roll me wits and empathy if you're looking for weird. Like some, uh, some someone who is like pointedly doing like, and this is how I chalk my marks on the wall kind of thing. It's not a maid that's a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, but one leads to the other is the thing. So you want to find the weird guy and then you want to talk to the guy who's looking at him going, wow, that's gauche. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, when you find the serial killers, let Nina know. <laughs> um, but uh, for Nico, uh, the market here is kind of taken up as you sort of get a look around. Like, people here have their suppliers, from what you okay. can tell. All right. Yeah, gonna I'm going gonna, gonna to roll wits and empathy on my character sheet that is still formatted correctly. Uh, I'm going to spend a willpower because it's, you know, it's actually working. Uh, (laughs) Well, three successes. So with, with three successes, there are certainly those who are making a show of their weird or accent or eccentricities. Um, some of them are staff, but and that's kind of part of their job. Yeah. But some of them are 
here to be strange and use that as a method of attracting attention. So now that I've located them, I'm going to look for the people that are pointedly trying to stay away from them so that their own weirdness isn't highlighted. So basically, like, you know, when you have people at a club like this that are doing weird shit, and if you are trying to keep the weird shit you do under wraps, you stay away from them because their weird shit might make you have to do something even worse. Particularly or you stand right thing. next to them so they draw all the attention. Or that, yeah. But, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking for the people that are that are either trying to avoid or use that as cover for something. Because they're, they're, those, those I feel are distinct enough to locate, potentially. All right. Um, Meanwhile, the actual maze are literally just there at the bar getting a drink because <laughs> they're not here to do any weird magic stuff. So I say, you don't go to afterlife to do your magic. Maybe. I mean, some people might do. I don't know. Some people I, might. I'm not a mage. I don't know. don't know. It might be a chantry. God. I might find a vampire. Who knows? Wouldn't be the first bar that's been a chantry. Yeah. Um, because look at all that walking quintessence out there. This is this is Zero trying his best to figure out how to find mages when he knows not a lot about mages. Also, look at all those sleepers out there that make it really hard for the technocracy to bring their hit marks in here. Right? <clears throat> I mean, they can come in. They just can't bust out the mini guns from underneath their armpits. Right. <laughs> they have to walk in and, like, actually have conversations and shit. Right. Mm. Yeah, they have to they have to walk in with the miniguns already out. I mean, no, no, dude. The miniguns come out from their armpits and come up over and are like coming out of their back. Like <laughs> if you've got the miniguns out, you are violating like paradox pretty severely. <laughs> <laughs> they just have to be they just have to Mr. Smith it at that point. Yeah. What if they wear, like, power armor that makes it believable that they'd have many shoulders? That power armor doesn't exist yet. All they have to do, yeah, is, all they have to do physics... is make it look like war, look, make it look like their war machine. <laughs> there are certain physics aspects that just don't work there. There are certain things that are just going to be vulgar. Um, but... Burked. Um, roll me wits and occult to try and piece out individuals who might be supernatural among all these weirdness. Wits and occult. Well, but I'm gonna look anyway. Um, Yeah, so I do have I do have my optic thorn which mostly just helps me determine um, hunters, but supernaturally augmented hunters rather than actual supernaturals, but it might help me identify people who aren't who, who aren't actually mages, but might look like them. Uh, I can uh, I can automatically see hunters of the Lucifuge and of the Malleus Maleficarum, and I can see hunters currently using an active relic, such as the Aegis Kaidoru, or those who have imbibed or ingested an elixir, such as the Ascending Ones. I can't I can't differentiate between them, but I can see them. But you get but you get a mini map ping. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Wits Occult. Uh, another willpower. Yes, I think. Yes, I think so. Two successes. So, with two successes, as you look around, your optic thorn doesn't show you anything, um, aside from the people that you already know, if they're using anything, but I don't think any of them are. Uh, unless, uh, unless Nico is currently on an elixir. Uh, Nico is not, well, technically he still has the ability to inhale a ghost, so he might show up. <laughs> I don't know how you'd rule that one. Uh, does it just... It's if you have imbibed or ingested an elixir. Yeah, so if, if, Nico if, has if its imbibed, effects are active on you. If Nico has imbibed it, I can see it, even if he hasn't used it yet. Yeah, so I guess yeah, you can you can see that he's primed. Does that, does that just last, or... Yeah, no, it literally, there's... If you successfully activate it, then the next ghost you see, you or that you choose, you can inhale it. Mm. Yeah. So Nico will just be always active in my eyes until he uses it. Yep. Mm. <laughs> Nico's not <coughs> stealth nearly as much as he probably should be. <laughs> Astrid, Nina, Thomas, Christmas tree. <laughs> yep. But. <coughs> Um, aside from that, you do also notice, um, I'm going to roll. I'm going to make a roll here. Do it. How good is he at this? Okay. 17 mages, 14 vampires, three werewolves, uh, 12, uh, 12 wraiths and a mummy. Claws come out. It's fighting time. <laughs> <laughs> only the one mummy, though, because there's only a certain number of those. I was going to say, you can only have so many mummies. And also, if you see a mummy, run. Just run. Towards it. Yeah. No. No, definitely not. You literally can't kill a... You those literally are... can't kill a... That's um... even better. Parts. <laughs> you don't have to kill it. You just have to capture it. The parts aren't really useful once the when, once the mummy dies. Which rule book are mummies from? Uh, mummy the Resurrection. Oh, they actually have their own. Okay, yeah. they actually have their own like little their... pseudo book. Wait, hang on. Yeah, they have mummies their are their own life. thing, and they're not just a part of the Prometheans or whatever. Correct. No, Prometheans are New World. This is Old World. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we play a mummy game? Literally, you might kill a mummy. If they are standing dead center of a nuclear blast and all of their atoms completely disincorporate. In in mummy, do you play a mummy or do you play someone yes. hunting a mummy? No, you play a mummy. I want yep. to play a mummy. Can we play a mummy? <laughs> are you my mummy? I mean Are you my mummy? I feel like mummies have their own threats they have to deal with other than physical violence. Oh yes, bane mummies. <laughs> other worm, worse mummies worm yeah. mummies yes there's only 12 of them but they are terrifying in a way that nothing outside of an earthbound is want to play a mummy I, but, I want nothing more than that now 
pretty dope. Wrap me in bandages and call me t- something. I don't know how I was going to end that. <laughs> <laughs> call me something. And <laughs> do. Um, but you do find, as you look around... Um, Wrap me in bandages and call me Emotep. That's how I was going to end it. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. <laughs> there's, a, there's an individual who is doing his best to not let anyone see what he's writing down. Um, but he's doing it sort of very much directly behind one of the people who is drawing all of the attention, just sort of like sitting at a booth that is directly across, that is directly behind where they're doing their thing. And is very much very slightly paying attention to make sure his distraction is still there and just writing things down. Is he sitting by himself? Yeah, entirely by himself aside from that. Can I see what he's writing from where I'm at? He's very much trying to not let people do that. Cool, cool. But it's a, it's a, probably mid thirties Irish gentleman. Um, like very 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 pale heavily freckled um like going reddish but not quite kind of orangish hair um uh bright green eyes with this sort of very heavy like um like somewhere between a duster and a pi jacket that is just like hiding most of him while he's just got this like large journal in front of him that he's like holding up with the words to the wall and scribbling in. (laughs) Zara's very tempted to just walk over and sit down at that table, but he feels like that might get him turned into a frog. Uh, (laughs) So. Ah, he's, he's an Irish gentleman. He'll turn you into a snake so he can throw you out of Ireland. I'm not in Ireland. Uh, I'm gonna roll. A, I'm gonna make a willpower roll. Simple roll. Dice pool of five. It's sort of like if Bill Weasley was wearing like a PI coat. Yeah. No. So I uh, I just walk right over and sit down at the table. <laughs> I am delighted. So you walk over, you sit down, the guy stops writing, looks up at you. Can I, I help you? Sort of look over at the, 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 the person doing their thing. You know, I can't help but see someone very pointedly trying to not be noticed behind various levels of distraction and just want to notice them. And I sort of look over and pull my pull my glasses off. And just sort of see if there's any sort of reaction to my weird fucked up eyes. <laughs> he kind of looks at you for a second. You can see gears turning in his head. Can I help you? Very potentially. Sort of reaches up and scratches his nose a bit, puts the glasses back on. I'm looking for information relating to events that move in the shadows, as it were. And as someone trying very hard to keep to them, you seem like a potential friend. 
Mm-hmm. And you seem like someone who's very dangerous. I try to be. I'm also not alone. But they're not here with me right now. So people will miss me, but they won't threaten you right now. Mm-hmm. When I was sitting down, was I able to see anything at all th- about what he was writing? He very much <laughs> has got it like up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he he's leaning he's leaning back first against the wall and the book is pointed at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reach I, I, I reach into my coat, pull out a business card, slide it across to him. And what's Big Pharma doing trying to talk to a wanderer like me? Well, there are. The fact that he recognized the name means that he's definitely somebody affiliated with the knight. Uh, or at least with the with the supernatural. Um, well, there are events occurring in the city. The sort of events that draw all manner of people to Atlanta... I'm part of a coalition currently trying to prevent worst-case scenario than looking for like-minded souls who might be able to lend a hand. Mm-hmm. And you ask me rather than trying to shoot me? You have nothing I need. Why would I try to shoot you? Seems to be sort of modus operandi for you people. For some of us, sure. I'm not a witch hunter, however. And I said, I'm sort of specifically using that phrasing. I want to see if there's any specific reaction from him. Like, oh, he's pegged me as the wrong thing. Or, oh, good, he's not a witch hunter. <laughs> or just even more on guard, because that's exactly what a witch hunter would say. <laughs> he, 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 kind of, he kind of does the, he, he does that very sort of like, like very slight eyebrow raise. I tilt like sure okay yeah. all right so I'm not in the wrong ballpark <laughs> it's very much the I believe you yeah 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 with all that entails so can we complete introduction I say pointing towards the card. fancy name. Not normal. Just sort of smile. I also wear sunglasses inside at night. Connor Ewing, what can I do for you? Well, Connor. We're currently looking for information. Trying to Locate individuals of a rather hermetical bent. To talk, you primarily. Happen... Would you happen to know where a Patrick or a JR is? <laughs> we understand that one of them has the ability to make an entire year not have happened. <laughs> 
Old people will get that reference. <laughs> I got you, fam. Oh, man. I know the names, but I don't know the reference. So Dallas. Okay. Prime back when primetime soap operas was really a thing. The well, one of like two or three primetime soap operas. Who killed Jr. It's uh, yeah, yeah. This is all going to deaf ears. But my nanny watched a lot of soap operas when I was young. I'm more familiar with this than you might think. <laughs> yeah, but. And what kind of conversation are you looking for? Hopefully a friendly one. There's a particular object that is relevant to their mathematical ancestry that has found its way into the clutches of someone within the city. We're looking to use it to rid the city of a gathering of evils that also threatened to use it to annihilate everything no you're gonna have to be more specific like you might not know this but that's sort of an everyday occurrence depending on where you're at in the world fair group of individuals that have managed to trap the literal incarnation of death in their servitude Not familiar, but go on. Well, they currently hide behind a door that can only be opened through the pain and suffering of thousands. We're hoping that a particular rock might shortcut that plan. Okay. That's a connection that you just made, by the way, like... Hey, that that's not a connection that you've had previously. You, I don't know. I don't know if you know that or not. But I thought we had talked about it when we were talking about what, what we were going after and like how we could potentially use the philosopher's stone to get through the door. No, that is that is not a conversation that has come up previously. I'm going to say Zero's been thinking about it and is using it as a cover for their actual plan, which is to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I don't think any of us have really determined specifically, other than maybe led into gold, what the lapis philosopher yeah is actually like does be able to do. Mm. We'll say Zero's using that as a cover, <laughs> and not that I'm misremembering. Thanks. So yeah, you uh look, you're dancing around the topic real harsh, but you're gonna be a lot safer with a straight question. We're looking for the Lapis Philosophorum. Fucking shite. If you think I knew where that if it, do you think if I knew where that was I'd still be here in the city? No. That's why we're trying to reach members of the Order of Hermes who might have clues. Everyone's looking for the damn Philosopher's Stone. Though we know it's in the city. We just don't know where it is, what it looks like, or how we might find it. So you're in the same position as everybody else. Hmm. 
But considering its origins, we figured that the best place to look for information would be the Order. I mean, you're not wrong. Supposedly, according to ancient legend, it's one of our creations. Don't know how well I trust that, but it's something the Order likes to claim. Supposedly, it's somewhere in here. That's why many of us are here. Oh. There is a group of individuals that call themselves a Dark Council who currently have in their possession an artifact that gives them power over the incarnation of death. And we're hoping, if we can find this lapis, that it might be of some use. You know I'm looking for the names for the same damn thing, right? Well. Many hands make light work. Many hands also mean one person's going to try and shoot the other one the instant they find it. Well, we've managed to get our hands on several other things throughout the city without shooting the people helping us look for it, so we're hoping to continue that trend. Don't know that a singular object something you can really share. Well, we don't know what it does. All right. Um, I don't answer anything. This is probably just going to turn violent. Oh no, I like this bar. Plus, it's hardly a way to make friends by fighting you if you don't give me any information. Roll me presence and persuasion. Or manipulation and persuasion, whichever's better. Uh, they are the same. Presence. Persuasion. Another willpower, why not? Boom. Three successes. <clears throat> All right. Fucking uh, hell. Besides, I've already gotten a lot of information out of him, regardless of whatever he tells me next. <laughs> I might be able to try and find the thing. But I am a lone wanderer in the middle of the city with not too many public resources. And having access to the kind of materials that Big Pharma can provide might make my search a bit easier. Tell you what. I grab that business card, flip it over, pull out a pen, write an email address on it. Send me a list of materials you require and a location to drop them off. We'll consider this a good faith present. 
he kind of thinks for a second. How much vampire blood do you have? <laughs> thinks for a second. How much do you need? That answers my question. <laughs> All right. I think I can put a list together. <clears throat> well, it's going to need the kind of parts you're known for, well, Big Pharma. Well, then. I look forward to the shopping list. Until we meet again, Connor. I will stand up. Walk away. We pick up with Zero returning to the group after having a conversation with a wizard. An Irish wizard, which is the best type of wizard. Or is it the worst? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Worst, best. Best, worst, worst best. Best, worst. Mm. Well, I hope you're I feel all like in... the Irish anything supernatural in World of Darkness is the best, worst. Oh, yeah, no, the Fiona? Fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have a video game that pretty much ruined the Fiona for me. <laughs> okay, that video game just ruined werewolves. It didn't ruin the Fiona. <laughs> the main character was a Fiona, though. They're responsible. It didn't sound like it. <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely sounded more like a fucking. They're responsible. Yeah, he acted and sounded like a silver fang. No, he this... was exactly as much of a of, of a of a Fiena as the um uh the 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 Bruja in Kindred the Embraced was a Bruja. <laughs> oh. Sorry. So Zero, what'd you find? Hmm. Potential ally we waiting to kill later. Cool. I'm a member of the Order of Hermes. Are you sure? Whoa, did he have a toga on, like, underneath? No. Okay. How'd you know? Educated guess. Plus, lured it out of him. He said, yes, I'm a member of the Order of Hermes? More or less. More or less? Right. I think both. Like Very specifically, he referred to he referred when I referred to the Order of Hermes, having some knowledge of the particular item we seek. His response was, "Yes, uh, we do tend to claim it as our own." So, oh, okay. okay, yeah, one can infer. Yes, all right, all right, but. Apparently, if this information is to be believed, uh, the Order is searching for the stone. They don't know precisely where it is, but they are in Atlanta looking for it. And he may have a way of, li- of finding so it. racing. Yeah. Sort of. There's competition. He may have a way of finding it, and he's willing to help us find it. Dealing with what we do with it splitting-wise once we find it is... A problem for another time. But, I've given him a method of contacting me. He seems to think that if if he acquires a specific number of items, he'll be able to locate it, so... Are we gonna let him? Okay. Well, we'll be there. 
We'll locate it together. Does he okay. seem particularly stupid? Well, he was trying to hide by placing himself behind a very eye-catching figure, so... Usually works pretty well. Hit or miss. Doesn't seem particularly like, stupid. I know we've but... got a fair number of tools in our toolbox, but he's going to have more tools in his toolbox than we have tools in our toolbox. True. But that's true of literally every time we fight a mage. Yeah, so usually we fight them. We don't let them string us along before we fight them. Yes, that's why I'm letting you all know that we have an inn here, and this is the part where we come up with a plan, Nico. About this right. time is when <laughs> Nino walks up with about half her clothing that she had when you last saw, and a lot more body glitter than you last saw. Walks up, just grabs someone's shot. Having fun. Hey! Hey! Sorry, uh, I'll buy it. Oh, sorry. What was what, we're planning? What now? A potential lead. Oh, good. That will almost invariably turn on us at oh, the eleventh hour. Very likely. Oh, good. And so we need to plan for both how to deal with the lead and also how to deal with the inevitable betrayal. So my plan is to project myself into the Akashic Brotherhood Temple place and see if they can give us some better intel. Good plan. So your plan So your plan is to make yourself more vulnerable to magics. Go to the place of their strength and ask nicely. William, do I know if going into the astral plane makes me more vulnerable to magic? <laughs> I mean, you don't have your body, you're entirely your soul, so, I mean, <laughs> it's... Yeah, they can't affect my body, because it's not there, right? No, they can directly interface with your soul, for what that's oh, worth. Yeah, I've had my soul mm. interfaced with any number of times I've been to alchemy. Yes, mages need to be, <laughs> mages need to be right next to your body in order to affect it. Not true, but <laughs> let's not get into that discussion. <laughs> uh, correspondence is a thing. Uh, that was um, that was the sarcasm I was, it was yeah. using. Fair, fair. I mean, yes, it might carry a level of risk with it, but at least it's people we sort of know a bit. <laughs> friend of a friend, at least. Hi, Colleen. Yep. Hi. And for what it's worth, I wouldn't exactly be letting the Akashics do anything wrong to you guys. Oh, thanks. I don't have any control over any other orders. To be fair, I don't have too much control over the Akashics, but they like me. They kind of raised me. Are we all going? Or just Nico and you? I mean, most of you have coffins made for you. Going. Or are being made for you. Right. Strength in numbers. But also, I mean, yeah. like, it's good. It's Honestly, it's good that Zero isn't coming because there's also the one grenade can kill you all theory. So. But I mean, I my stuff, I could just go tonight and then we'd have a head start on all these other fuckers who are apparently looking for it. <laughs> if we don't want to wait the three weeks, which we can. There's it was plenty of other two. stuff I can do to keep busy. Two weeks. 
Life's getting better all the time. Hmm. Astrid's kind of wobbling at this point, by the way. Ben, you, you okay? Yeah. Like there are two people sort of wobbling back and forth <laughs> yeah. next to each other. She's like, she's had more alcohol than she usually does. <laughs> Astrid, Astrid and, and Nina are a pair of metronomes. Yes, very much so. <laughs> I feel like I... we can astrally project right now. I, I feel like pursuing all method, pursuing all avenues that are available to us is the best course of action. Oh yeah, Agreed. no, I'm not. I'm not trying to shit on your your connection at all. No. I'm just saying, you know, we can we can acquire a couple. Yes, I mean, we can acquire more information. We can also potentially acquire the stone. I mean, I'm I'm of the state that I can just go. I don't need like a separate avenue to push me out. So if you want to go, I can go with you to the monastery. Sure. Let's go home and light a stick of incense. Well, we'll have to get these two out of here first. I say indicating Astrid and Nina. I am perfectly capable of going on my own power. I am probably not capable of driving my motorcycle. Also, um, also where's Thomas? I'm right here. Oh, he was, oh good. <laughs> Sorry, I, lost. I was about to start yelling. <laughs> He's just trying to like stay in the back. He's been very quiet. He's chill. He's got like uh, a, a drink of some sort. It is just club soda, but is holding it like it's a like it's a drink. Uh, yeah. Hi. How's your totally shampoo? So we got we got plans. Yeah. A multitude of plans. I know, it kind of seems like we're splitting up a bit. Full Take bit. A sip. <clears throat> Fine. Well, yeah, yes. Meat space, not meat space. Hmm. Ghosts, I mean, not ghosts, yes. Yeah. Ghosts are no. different. Are they? We're not dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yet. Right. When we're dead, Still, then we'll that's be ghosts. The plan. Yeah. That's exactly the point. We're not dead yet, therefore, we're not ghosts. We One might, might say you're simply later. ghosts in meat suits waiting to be released. One might say Just because right. inside everyone is a skeleton does not mean the skeleton's waiting to get out. The skeleton war is a lie, Colleen says. <laughs> I'm very confused. Inside everyone is a skeleton. It's waiting to get out. And inside every skeleton is a ghost. It's also waiting Do to get out. Do you know skeletons are moist? Right now they are. Yep. I'm trying to focus. Okay, so we're right. like, mm-hmm. yep. Literally, all of your we are the most work. competent hunter group. We're like... in a bar. If you're not yelling out random brain <laughs> trivia in a bar, yeah. what are you even doing? Here? Okay, that's a fair point. I like, think, I like to think that Nico yells out, "All your bones are wet," and one guy three seats down just goes. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it just really nails him and only it's him. Like, oh, God. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, crisis. we've got, we've got two of these left and we're kind of all splitting up on this one and I'm concerned. Well, we're not, strictly speaking, stri- splitting up. We're pursuing two avenues of information simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah, it's but he's like going to go walk around without his flesh suit. 
And we're going to he'll have backup. And we're going to make sure he doesn't die on the flesh suit side, and Colleen will hopefully Colleen. make sure he doesn't die on the ghost side. I was gonna say something. Who doesn't have flesh? What? Who doesn't have flesh? Well, Nico won't. Nico won't in a minute. I'll have no, flesh. You still have just flesh. Hell, it, it, it just won't be connected. Look, my, my if I get out of my car and go walking, I still have a car. So you're saying yeah. he's going to have to open himself up to get the ghost out? Metaphorically. Yes. Which part of you is the car door, Nico? My butthole. <laughs> That's a. You might need to see a doctor if it opens that wide. I mean, also the crown chakra, but sure, butthole too. Okay, more correctly, probably the crown chakra. But when someone gives you a question and you t- have the opportunity to answer the butthole, you answer the butthole. Actually, you, that, you, that, you that's suck, a fair point. You suck off ghosts. Do you think you blow out ghosts too? Suck in, not off. I said what I said. I know, but you were wrong. But That's you were wrong. Correcting you. I'm like ten seconds away from just time magic forwarding to when we start doing things. <laughs> we are the most competent hunter group. We are. Most of us are still alive. Um. No. Yeah. Let's. Uh... As they're debating this, Astrid does a few more shots. I oh, know. Shit, I'm falling behind. All right. Um, <laughs> Let's get our drunk I grab like, let, like Nico's, Thomas's, and Zero's to keep a catch up. Just one Mine quick out for the alcoholic. other. alcoholic. You're going to be disappointed. <laughs> Shit, I grabbed some guy, red, shot off a random guy's table. Oh. Let's get our drunks back to the hideout so Nico, Nico's ghost can go walk about. Yay! Nina's oh, hot. The guy, the guy's probably fine with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. Also, to be she'll, like, slap a five down. That she pulls from God knows where. <laughs> I said half her clothing, not all of her clothing. <laughs> Doesn't change my statement. Which half? Fair. Which half? The left half or the right half? Uh, pieces here and there, mostly. <laughs> little more sporadic than that but yes we drive the when drugs I, back when to i Iowa. said half dressed i didn't mean vertically yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay everybody inside let's go downstairs some of you are gonna need some stuff from the back end stash oh is that what you're calling it now nico that's the sober ups uh, contingent that I've got. Mm. Astrid half falls down the stairs. <laughs> Nico will do his best with his one dot of athletics to help. <laughs> Thomas is going to assist. He's got loads of athletics. So where are we doing this? I was thinking the little couch. It's comfy. And you can put a controller in my hand in case anybody stops by and you have to weekend at Bernie's me. Cool. I'm going to beat you. Again, this place doesn't exist on roadmaps. Who would stop by? (laughs) The Avatar of Death didn't seem to have problems. It's also the Avatar of Death. I don't think we need to weekend at Bernie's you for death. That that is actually probably be able to tell. 
And if you wanted you dead, he'd just touch you. Or speak. Right. Also, I'm going too, so... Do you, you have the method? Meditate out as well? We don't have the coffin, sure. sir, Nina. That's fine. <laughs> Do you think... I, I realize that, I, that, that, that I'm one of the lushes in this group. Do you think I got this level of plastered just for the hell of it? Yes. No. I try to look this level of plastered sometimes, but I'm really actually this level of plastered. Are you hoping that being drunk will help you escape your mortal coil? 100%. You're just going to meditate so hard she passes out. <laughs> you know what? It's worth a shot. Thank you. All right. Um, this, is how, this is how she has traditionally meditated in a non-astral projection sense, so... Just Nina, Nico, do your Nina, thing. Nina Ow. starts to meditate and awakens from the alcohol in her blood. <laughs> oh shit! And that's how you got a cult of no ecstasy mage in the group. It's just like, like you just pull out. Oh god, what's his name? The the Pathfinder god that got drunk and became a god. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Ten minutes go by. Twenty minutes go by. I'm halfway there. Oh, we're halfway there. Oh, Thirty minutes go by. Living on a prayer. There's the rest of it. Forty minutes go by and I'm gone. <laughs> Take my hand and run. All right, Colleen's gonna. Tr- Colleen's gonna try something. She's gonna smack. I'm Nina's excited. Salt. Can't wait for Colleen. Colleen to to. Uh, to ancient one Nina's soul one. out. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the... Bam. I was going to say, because like, I can roll like Wits Occult or something like that. It's like 89. I, I can't, like, I can't teach you how to physically transpose into the monastery quickly, but I can maybe do this, Colleen says, as she focuses for a second. Do what? Seven successes. Yes. This. (laughs) She. She. I can maybe do this, and she just kind of gives you a shoulder shove, and her hands go through you. Like everyone watches her hands phase through Nina, and Nina's soul ejects out of the back of her body, and Nina kind of collapses backwards onto the couch. She looks behind, looks back. Yep, that happened. (laughs) Can I see? Can I see? Sober now. Yes, you can you can see her astral projected spirit because you can see ghosts. Can I also see Nikos? Yes. I can see the two of you, which makes you ghosts. Nico flips you off. There is a difference between a ghost and a disembodied soul. Just because you can, can see us. both doesn't make us one. <laughs> I feel like our mouths are just moving at him and he can't make out <laughs> anything we're saying. And then um, and then Colleen sits down on the couch, crosses her legs, puts her hands together, focuses for a second. Follow the guard. And then it's going to... <laughs> she just disappears and the two astrally projected bodies are like, wait! <laughs> yeah, so she focuses for a second. And then she starts to like faintly shimmer blue and then disappears. 
and then a few seconds later on the on the side of the on the side of the veil as the two of you are just sort of floating there astrally a hand reaches out of a blue door towards each of you and pulls you through and there they go and the two of you vanish from view you find yourselves in standing on what appears to be like a traditional um like japanese style hardwood almost like a pagoda terrace kind of thing uh in the middle of an empty white void lots of guns damn it <laughs> Not how that works, but very good try. Colleen says that she is standing on the platform while the two of you are hovering above it, still faintly ethereal. Nico's going to try and land. You land, but you're still kind of see-through. Right. Nina remains floating. Look, when else am I going to get a chance to just float? Nico reaches out for your pants leg and tries to pull you down to the to the floor. <laughs> She's floating. She's also kind of she's also semi-ethereal, so damn it. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Nang, nang. Mm. Anyway, welcome to the temple. You say she says, as you're looking at basically a square pagoda with nothing else present at all. Cool. Very minimalist. Where do we go from yep. here? This way, she says, as she starts to walk. And as she as she as she walks towards the edge, wood and other materials and like structure kind of begins to spiral up out from nothing and sort of construct itself in front of you as the temple begins to build itself out of nothing around you. As you look around, go with it. As as you look around, dirt like wood wood floors rises up to meet your feet as dirt rises up and a garden appears and sort of forms itself in front of you as you find yourself standing in the middle of a like a uh, a courtyard circled around a square garden with some small trees and like a small like koi pond uh, as a temple builds itself out around you and as she walks up uh, I wonder who's here right now um, and uh, a friendly, familiar voice speaks up. Ah, I see you brought your friends this time. As Brother Kindness emerges from within one of the side rooms of the temple as it continues to construct itself around you. Wave. Hi. Accepted. Welcome to the Akashic Monastery. There aren't too many of us in here at one time. <laughs> it's a place we can come and go from as we please. And again, like like Colleen, he appears to be here physically rather than projecting here. Can I ask a question that's mostly unrelated to why we're here? Of course. So we've got like the garden and the floor and stuff. Metaphysically, does that actually exist or is our brain just giving form and interpreting it as we would expect or? Well, you're both seeing the same thing. Yeah. 
I guess, Cured hallucination I is a thing. Okay. But, yeah. uh, it, but is it real? Right. It's as real here as anything else is. That's a good enough answer for me. That's very cool. Okay. Anyway. So. Sorry, I was drunk 10 minutes ago. Why are we here again? Because we need to know if we can somehow manifest the knowledge of the Lapis Philosophorum into that. our brains. You're looking, to, you're looking to pull from the Akashiana. Mm-hmm. That. <laughs> well, Sister Erudition is certainly the person who would be able to do that best. If you that can, was her name. If you can suffer her. Suffering is one of those have things you met, I do. Have you met Zero? We're fine. It's a very different kind of suffering. Yeah. Well, we always like trying new things. Mm-hmm. Most new things. Mm-hmm. Let's go have a chat. Mm-hmm. Very well. In fact, she's she's often here. She spends much of her time here plumbing the Akashiana, so... Cool. Awesome. And he will lead you through this temple, which, as again... Whenever there's something that was out of sight, it's just empty, but as it comes into view, it builds itself around you. So, like, as you as you round a corner, the interior is gone, and then just builds itself as you enter. The effect you're likely seeing is your brain trying to, part, to compartmentalize the amount of this place it is trying to process at once. Your, your mental state as non-awakened is not always ready for the full extent of the realm, and so it only shows you what you can comprehend at one time. That's very nice of it. Sort of like rendering in a video game. It only shows you what you're looking at. Hmm. Otherwise, our brains would break like we were looking at Cthulhu. Sort of, if you weren't awakened. Sweet. I can dig it. Nico looks very hard at part of something and then tries to poke something else that he can't see. <laughs> you don't come into contact with anything for a second, then you look over and you realize that you poke something. Okay, this Nico's like, I like this place. How can I break this? Not not to, <laughs> not to right. break it. Right. But like, but like Let's let's push the limits here. Yeah. Let's see where the walls are, you know? <laughs> let's, let's give reality a stress test. <laughs> yes, I would like to apply for the job of QA of reality. <laughs> but he not leads, he, name's wrinkle. Right. He le- he leads you through a few he leads you through a few different rooms. And eventually um you come across a uh, a small like a small like very bare bones library. Um, it's like only got a few shelves on it. And there's only a handful of books sitting around. Uh, there's one big book on a lectern, um, and in this room uh, is a probably what appears to you to be like a mid twenties woman. Um, with sort of long brown hair that's 
tied up into a bun um, with a sort of uh, these sort of bright, uh, at least your vision, yellow eyes um, that sort of are constantly on the move and kind of watching things around her. And as you uh, as as you enter, you sort of she she immediately locks eyes with with the the two of you, and just almost immediately before you can even open your mouth, she just ah extra guests ah spectral projections um in fact astrally projecting and in fact uh, these I can tell uh, and she just starts to dissect you verbally as she starts to go up and down the understanding of what you are, how you exist, the kind of matter and energy that you are formed from, the mental status of what is a soul. She just kind of vomits the information of what you are at you. Nico will give that about five minutes or so. And then raise his hand. <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. Lapis Philosophorum. The Philosopher's Stone, in fact, once yeah. created uh, several hundreds of years ago by the one Hermes Trismegistus in terms of creation, and she starts to ramble and ramble on the historical precedent of what the man was trying to achieve and how many people around him disliked his philosophies and the arguments he got into when, when trying to say that this thing could be built and the... Give that another five minutes and raise his hand again. Yes. <laughs> Subcommittee as much as possible to memory. <laughs> she, she, she brings a hand up, pauses for a second, brings a hand to her lips. Hmm. I don't know. Try and find out. And she walks over to the, <laughs> to the, one, to the one book on the podium. I uh, Google. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and she 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 walks she walks over to the one book on the podium and just kind of starts to flip through it, and you just see pages flipping and flipping and flipping as she seems to be reading a page immediately as it reaches the apex of the turn, and then just immediately onto the next page as it flips without having to like instantaneously understanding what's on the page, mm -hmm. and the pages just keep flipping and flipping and flipping. Lapis Philosophorum originally created in Greece, then passed along uh, over the over the next couple of centuries, moved across Europe into Asia, down into the Central Asian continent, uh, crossed over the seas into Japan, returned back to Asia, traveled up north into Russia, traveled again across Europe, moving into uh, medieval philosophy uh, at the time, uh, then transitioning through the Renaissance period into various other uh, noted conversation pieces. Uh, moved through the modern era through here and and here and and trend like she continues to list every step of the journey throughout the years as she goes on and on and on and on about where this one particular stone has moved i think recreation done at this location uh and just sort of goes on for 10 minutes of just sort of going down the list of iterations of where it went uh and then on the date uh, that is most recent, um, then arrived, currently being used 
as central grounding uh, agent within local magical sphere within series of arcane. Ooh, this is interesting. That's new. Huh. I didn't know someone had built that yet. Built? Someone's built a chaos engine. I know I'm going to regret this. I'm actually not. This is actually really entertaining. But <laughs> what is a chaos engine? A chaos engine. Um, and she starts to explain the principle of uncertainty and the uh, and the idea of entropy on a, on a, on like a molecular physics level. A chaos engine creates entropy. Okay. In the magical sense, it creates paradox. It's a paradox engine. It makes things that shouldn't be. It causes problems. It causes things to go wrong. Um, it makes things fall apart. That sounds bad. Very bad. And this is related to our cool... The Lapis, the Lapis Philosophorum is currently being used as the centerpiece of this chaos engine. Dope. So we're going to have to fight a black hole and pull something out the middle of it. Kind of? Who who made the chaos engine? Uh, she kind of scrolls back and forth, looking up and down. Now, you would think it would have been a mage, but apparently not. And she kind of goes up, down, sort of circles. Oh. You did. Sorry, what? Well, not you specifically. You okay, as in... thank you for clarifying the situation. <laughs> There's a hunter compact that made a chaos engine. It's apparently um, within... A highly secret facility. Zero. Uh, no, government facility. Mm. Oh, oh, god damn it. Okay. I was thinking... if it wasn't zero, my next thing was going to be Paul. Yes, no. That was 1,000% <laughs> where I was going with it. Because it involved magical artifacts. Yep. But no, fuck. Valkyrie? Yes. The reason none of us like them. And this kind of shit is exactly why. Well, also because they're assholes and... and... I do love the smell of chaos in the morning. I want to say this is no time for a joke, but that's that's funny. Um, so I'll allow it. Okay. Do you know what facility? Um, not on any maps, but it does appear to be a hidden facility out of Sparta. Great. We're going to get a kick a guy in a hole. To be clear, 
Because there's lots of Spartas out there. Sparta, Georgia. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I assumed that was the case because, you know, everything's been local, but we might have been taking a trip to Greece. Just, just outside the Atlanta area. Yeah, yeah. Fairly out of the way, in fact. Good place for secret military base, but no real attention drawn to it. Mm, I'm really glad that we... Close to a state prison. prison. Good supply of test subjects. Yeah, that makes me feel a lot better about that. I'm really glad we decided to play friendly with them last time we encountered them. Okay, then. Well, as you, as you as you slowly come to the realization that sister sister erudition is basically a cross between Google and Morden Solus, right? <laughs> Well, who wants to go raid a paramilitary organization? Are they paramilitary if they're actively funded by the government? Yes, paramilitary is specifically in reference to to they're not they are not a military branch, so they are. I did that para. in Sister Erudition's voice, but that would have been Colleen's question. Yeah. Sister Erudition knows that answer. <laughs> they're they're para as in military. Military life. adjacent. Yes. Mm. Yeah. They're just not private paramilitary. Right. They're government. Come on. They're paranormal military. Or, you know. Paranormal not, paramilitary. Uh, yeah. Or not para as in hill people. Um. All right. Stay away from Hill House. Even I know that. Mm. I mean. Okay. Obviously. Well, you've been very helpful. Yeah. Did you know? We did you know the town of? Did you know that the town of Sparta was adjacent to the town of Zebulon? Zebulon, like the biblical character. Zebulon, Georgia, next to Devaru, Georgia, and Sparta, Georgia. Uh, that's, that's fascinating. Well, thanks for all the helpful info and the ancillary info. All of it yep. was fascinating. Um, we'll let you get back to your reading. We've taken yep. up a lot of your It's time. also near Mayfield if you wanted to visit a dairy farm. Yeah, I'm good for dairy farms. Thank you very much. Uh, we are Bye. going to be getting out of your hair now later. Jesse, <laughs> <laughs> depart before she can go on her next tangent. No, no. That's the problem is Nina would 100% just sit there and listen forever listen, because it's listen to the stream of consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> Actually getting to hear somebody's train of thought. Right. And that, that is essentially it. Like you are you are listening to a genius's train of thought. Yeah. So uh normally oh. when I get back in my body, I just kind of go looking for it. Is that the same procedure here, do you think? Uh no, I'm gonna have to shove you back into yeah. I'm gonna have to shove you out of the out of the temple first. Am I gonna okay. be drunk again? Probably once the alcohol like your body will start interacting with the alcohol in your bloodstream again. Okay. I just want to make sure that's that that's fine. That's cool. So yeah, instant, a lot of work instant hangover cure, astral project. 
generally until your body gets used to the get gets the hydration back. Although that'll make the hangover last longer because your body can't get the hydration it needs to make it go away. Nah. So what you need to do is have somebody hook you up to an IV drip <laughs> and then astral project. Just pull just pull a fucking uh, 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 Keith Richards and just get your blood replaced every now and then. <laughs> Completely cycled out and through. Ah, <laughs> uh, Keith, you creepy fucking man. Uh, <laughs> really is. And not even in the cool, like, like, like Alice, um, Alice oh Cooper. Alice Cooper. Thank you. I can't believe I couldn't think of the last name. I kept saying <laughs> Alice Richards. I'm like, no, that's right. not. No, it. that's not who that is. <laughs> They're not married. But no. Uh, yeah. She kind of claps her hands twice and shoves both of you, and you blink out of the out of the monastery and back up around your bodies. Ah, oh, there we go. Nico will resume Sweet. his meat suit. <laughs> so you both return to your physical bodies. And yeah, once once your once your consciousness is interacting with your body, you are immediately under the effects Stand of alcohol. Stand up again. really quick and fall flat on face. <laughs> oh no. Because oh. no equilibrium. I'm good. I'm good. They're back. Yep. That was dope. Two seconds later, there's a blue flash, and Colleen is back sitting and like lands on the couch again. Okay. So good news. We yes. get to go into a prison. Good news. I got good news and bad news. What do you want to hear first? Bad news. Which one's the prison news? The bad prison news might be is... kind of ancillary news. Yeah. The bad news is um remember when we were addicted to Project Valkyrie? Yes. Fondly mm-hmm. every fighting night. this in the ass. The good news is we know who has the Philosopher's Stone. You want to hear the other bad news? What's the other bad news? They're using it it's to project gas up Valkyrie. a black hole. What? They're so making something called, called a chaos engine. Yeah. Is it like a literal black hole? It's more of like a metaphysical black hole, I think. Causing everything to break down. It 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 it's it it produces entropy. This sounds like an excellent thing to point a particularly earnest order of Hermes Mage at. I mean it is unless he succeeds. Well, he can succeed all he wants. When he's done, either we'll be dead or we'll have the stone. That is not how that works. Yep. That tends to be how it works, yes. Trying to put him in danger? Yeah. Trying to point I'm trying to put a nuclear device against a nuclear device and see which one remains standing. (sighs) The problem with that is but if it's the mage that stays standing, then he's got a philosopher's stone and can just fuck off. Well, there's yeah. other problems too. If we try to get a mage to do our dirty work, we're starting a war between the mages and uh, uh, <clears throat> the the faction that we are least in control of. There's a lot that can go wrong with this. So much. Like I, I, I understand the draw of the of the tactic, 
I just don't think that's our... The Godzilla-esque, let them fight? Yes. Yeah, because that always works out so well for the surrounding communities. True. However, I don't have very... I don't have enough resources to assault a Project Valkyrie base. Oh, we're not... There's no way... There's no way we can assault this. We yeah, my understanding of like hunter organizations is that Project Valkyrie are the guys that have the guns. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the personnel. Yeah. Yep. Does anyone in here have any contacts with Valkyrie? One. I pissed him off. Okay, so no. Yeah, they're not the sort of people that the Russian mob or drug dealers gets to get buddy-buddy with very often. Soon. It's the United States government. I can put I can put some level of pressure on them through money, but not enough to get us a stone. And I'm guessing that's probably not a super rapid turnaround type of pressure either, huh? Well, it depends. It depends. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But not in this particular this, case. This is stealth mission kind of shit. Oh, good. I'm the best at that. Actually, I could astrally project. Or... Um, if it generates paradox and entropy, like Sister Erudition said, putting a mage there is dangerous and could probably just lead to everything exploding. Um, I can probably do magic there just fine because I ignore that shit. Because I'm, you know, weird. You. Um, but uh, putting a mage anywhere near something that generates paradox is a bad plan. Cool. Uh, what what happens? What happens with paradox? Um, so paradox is the the mage's term for reality saying no. Um, when a mage does things, they're technically breaking the rules of reality, and reality doesn't like that. And that's how paradox occurs. When paradox occurs, bad things happen. Do bad things. It's never really consistent, but it's basically reality saying, no, you don't get to bend the rules today. Do bad things happen specifically to the mage, or is this sort of just and bad And everything around them, usually. We're not breaking the, okay. we're not breaking Less. the, the Atlanta Metropolitan. Less inclined to throw a mage at it, then. Good. So... It's a, a, a it's a it's a facility of Project Valkyries. It's a prison of Project Valkyries, <sighs> or it's a prison that they're using. Well, it's it's near a prison. It's near a prison. Yes, sorry. Yeah. Yes, it, it, it like is. A real it is prison. Like a real prison. Yeah, it, it's specifically near a state prison. They probably contracted the prison for. I can get information. I could try to get information on whether or not they do any contracts with the prison. Well, what I'm what I'm thinking is we don't need to necessarily we don't need to do a full frontal assault or 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 or, or side assault or or infiltrate or anything if we can find a project a a a, a local project Valkyrie person. And turn them. Oh, I can into what? Yeah. Uh, turn. No, not turn them into something. Turn <laughs> them to them 
Make them work Flip for them us. and make them an asset of ours. Astrid is obviously still hung yeah. up for us. Yeah. So, I mean, it hasn't no, been that long. <laughs> you too. Um, They're probably still drunk, actually. Yeah. 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 Like, I, we find, and, you know, not, not turn them into a devotee, but we get blackmail on somebody. And let's face it, this is Project Valkyrie. There's corruption in there we can use. As, to the, as to the astral projection, I don't know for certain, but if I can see ghosts with my bare eyes, I feel like Project Valkyrie likely has technology that can detect ghosts. Also, just being an astral projection near a chaos engine sounds like a bad plan. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. However, I will bow to your expertise. Alternatively, we could go an infiltration route. I did. That was the thing that I did professionally before joining the Chiron group. Is what? Sorry. I was a spy. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty decent at that too. That very specifically, I worked for. Uh, very specifically, I worked for the NSA infiltrating organized crime units. Yeah, so you're pretty good at turning people that I'm also pretty good at getting into private organizations where they only trust certain people, particularly if they have a prisoner workforce. Okay. <clears throat> And I don't need That's to... a lot more kind of straightforward than my plan. And I don't need to worry about not being armed. Because I was going to say changelings. That's again, that's, that's setting our most militant, most burn it all down. Also, they're yeah. going to... Hunters against somebody in a war. Any supernatural being, I'm confident Project Valkyrie will be able to identify. Yeah. I don't know that they'll be able to identify me. So just send you in alone? That sounds like a bad plan. I mean, it's not a great plan. I'm sure their vetting process is pretty uh intensive i need to i need to do research first but there's potentially a way to get more people in than just me but first i need to look into their setup and what their current infrastructure with local government is which will take time and money also there's there is at least some members of project valkyrie will very clearly remember you because you took the forefront in that whole situation. They'll remember me in a suit and tie with glasses on and my hair immaculately kept. They will not remember me once I've disguised myself. Also, whether or not the Task Force Valkyrie group that goes on a helicopter raid to attack a to attack a Feylord is the same group working in a Task Force Valkyrie secret science lab... Probably not the same. Not yes, I mean, not necessarily I'm... the same group. Okay. Though there is still a possibility, however, disguises account for that. Plus, most of a disguise in this particular instance is how you carry yourself. If I don't carry myself as an executive, they won't see an executive. Jack, you're muted. You're still muted. Still muted. Hey, you're muted on your mic rather than in Zoom. Uh, there we go. 
Now we can there hear you. you. Go. Okay. Sorry, so you were saying something. Oh, he was just saying, ah, the Clark Kent tactic. It works more often than you think. Yeah, I, mean, I know a I little mostly, bit how I to do that. I mostly read Superman where it works literally all the time, so sure. Let's just say when you when you look at a shaven a a shaven headed uh bare chested individual with muscles and tattoos, you rarely think, oh, farmer executive. I mean, unless you're in a Chuck Palahniuk novel. Mm-hmm. Or a Hideo Kojima video game, but that's a separate issue. Okay, so Zero's going to take point on infill. You know, any infiltration unit is going to take any any um, infiltration tactics going to take a long time, right? Yes, I'm like, not saying probably months. I'm not saying this is our plan. I'm saying this is an option. Or we could find I, some dirt on someone. Yeah, that's quicker. Potentially, could be longer actually, but it's probably going to be quicker. Flipping, a, a flipping an asset tends to take time as well and is less guaranteed. You have to, A, get acquainted with the asset. First, you have to find the asset you're going to flip. Then you need to get acquainted with them. Then you need to learn their secrets. Then you need to learn how to apply those secrets. Then you need to convince them that flipping to your side is in their best interest. And then you need to convince them that doing so will not kill them. My, it sure is a be- It sure is unfortunate that we don't have, um, uh, potentially. Actually, I legitimately don't know if we have this, but I assume we do because your agents were there. Video footage of people that we can u- that we can give to our hacker friends to scour for potential blackmail to immediately turn someone. Yeah, we can We have that footage, but it will still take time. That's not an instantaneous process. No, it's not. Okay. And again, well, I think... with the insertion and remainder. Remainder. Well, here's the thing. Obviously, we're probably not going to find blackmail of a sufficient magnitude to be like, "Hey, grab the core of your chaos engine and drop it in our pickup truck." Right. But we might be able to get blackmail enough to be like, "Hey." Get us in. Let these people through the front, through the back door. Exactly. And then once we're inside, we've got a better shot at pulling this off. Um, Zero, you've got some pull on power structures. The blackmail could be coming from individuals in another government agency, shall we? It's entirely possible. Um, and we play that role. Um, I'm fairly, if, if we're looking for characteristics, obviously Thomas and Astrid could, with a slight makeover, be our security detail. You obviously have executive standing to be sort of the point man in charge. I can bullshit science pretty damn well. And Nina's cool to look at, so, you know. Aww. I don't think most government attache units carry a musician with them. You're not wrong. We'd have to get Nina into a pantsuit. You don't think I have several? 
was going to say, I think Nina can rock a pantsuit. I didn't say it'd be hard. Just that we would need to. Just gonna need, just gonna need to, some some foundation to cover some tats, some probably temporary hair color, and I'm good. And Colleen's our info in, infosec person, because as far as the government is concerned, all hackers have differently colored hair. I don't know. Most individuals that actually work with white hat or gray hat hackers are familiar with their stylings. So, you, okay. this isn't one of those things where you can do a generalized, as far as the government is concerned, kind of right. thing. Okay, never mind then. But anyway, and Colleen can come along in case we need somebody who can do magic when there's lots of paradox around. I mean, yes, I do have sort of that wild card feature. Can also wear a pants suit just fine. <laughs> You say so. I think we've got something suspiciously approaching a coherent plan here. But again, this is going to take a long time to set up no matter what approach we take. Yes. It's going to require... We're probably talking in in the realm of months. Okay. It's almost almost like the storyteller wants us to to get to a much more urgent timeline (laughs) than we've had up to this point. All righty. So we need to find out exactly where around Sparta this place is, because I'm pretty sure you can't just drive down there and then they've got the nice green this way to secret lab sign. Amount of information we need to acquire, the location of the base, what what their relation and tie-in is to local government. Then we need to find out if there are any weak aspects of the base operation there that could be pressured. Then we need to find out if there's any sort of governmental pressure that could be applied. We need to figure out what our infiltration route is, if we're going in as a government task force or if we're sneaking in as some other aspect, either local government, prison, task force members... We then need to acquire the equipment and the disguises required to do said infiltration, prep the route, prep an escape, prep an if-things-go-wrong plan, and then have a plan B. Plan two. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm missing anything. Plan B being all of those steps over again from a different angle. Yes. Plan two. And a plan, plan B, and plan C. That we only have throw 26. something big at it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> plan B impo- implies that we only have twenty six. <laughs> One of the greatest, absolutely fucking Scott lines ever. Cool. Well, we've got a chore list that's going to take us a little while. And also, we need to get these two less drunk. I say pointing at Nina and I mean, we're going to get more... We're going to get less drunk and then more drunk and then less drunk because this is a matter of months. At this point, Astrid has probably fallen asleep leaning against Nico. (laughs) Well, Again? Or you just aren't close enough to your mic. Or you weren't close enough to the mic. Yeah, Nico just sort of pets her head. <laughs> if we're gonna be, if if we're gonna be working on this for months, 
I feel like we should probably also be working on the other problem, the other problem too. Yeah. Because we can't spend months doing that and then months doing that. Oh, the civil disturbance levels of suffering kind of thing? The, the civil the other... war level of suffering. Yeah, civil war, yes. That's yeah. what I meant to say. Mm -hmm. Yes. The opening the door thing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. This feels kind of like a point of no return. I think once we start on this, there's not really a lot of going back. No, there's not. This is also but not a video game. We were we also past the point of Yeah, we were past the point of no return the moment we heard if we don't do if we don't deal with all these items, the universe ends. We were also past the point of turn as time progresses because time is linear and we do not yet have the technology to turn it backwards. But we I smacked Take Zero this. really, really hard on the shoulder. I know Can sell we? it. Like super hard. I know sell it. This is probably a bad idea, but could we take this entropy machine thingy to open the door? No, 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 no. I feel like that's a bad idea. No, 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 no. Many of which we don't understand. Yes, and also no. Like I get the I get the idea. A lot of suffering. I get the idea, but strictly speaking, entropy isn't suffering. N no, but I'm saying the the other option would be a lot of suffering versus it... just a lot of energy, which that thing's going to put off, right? I mean, entropy can very much be suffering. Well, it can, but it's not necessarily. Cancer is entropy. Yes, so is the heat death of the universe, but when that right. happens, you don't really yeah, feel it. Yeah, but that it. was the other way to open the door, right? That's like a lot of energy. I, I'm just saying, we have a, we have a fucking bronze bowl. <laughs> It'll take a while, but over the course of a few months... But the whole yeah, thing is, I don't all... think they're they're gonna they're gonna let us torture somebody in a brazen bull over the course of a few months, just publicly out in Savannah somewhere yeah. in front of whatever. The we don't even. Yeah, we we'll also get permits. <laughs> torture this is permit. Georgia, actually, yeah, no, you might be able to. <laughs> we'll just say like they're adulterers or something like that. It'll be fine. We'll tell them they were trying to get Democrats out to vote. What are you talking? Yeah. About? What are you talking about? Half the people in politics in Georgia are adulterers. They would take particular umbrage at that. That oh no 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 that 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 would not stop them. They'd be afraid they'd be next. But they'd also be afraid to oppose it publicly. They would absolutely approve it publicly, and then they would be get, get much better at hiding their adultery. <laughs> I'm I'm seeing less and less negatives. They, with would, they, they would oppose it on grounds of it being inhumane, not on the grounds of it being adultery. You know, they'll well, stop anyway. poisoning it after we put one of them in the bowl. 
<laughs> At that point, you then have kidnapping and murder charges added to it. And We're hunters. Do you have any idea how many kidnapping and murder charges we potentially have on our record? Yes, because I routinely wipe those records. This is Dixie. Again. You know how many people just wandering around in public probably have kidnapping and murder charges that was nodded and winked at by the community? Actually, Dixie's that way. It says pointing. Oh. Pointing towards Alabama. <laughs> I, 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 fair. No, I, I'm not saying they're not worse. <laughs> Anyways, we at least have ideas. A path. <laughs> yes. And we've got a pocket mage in case. Is that like pocket sand? No, it's more like uh, pocket aces. Okay. I feel like I'm better than he is. Just, you know. You are. You are. You're also less disposable. That, to be fair. Yep. I mean, right now he's not super disposable because I don't see that he's doing any harm, but he's he's definitely less disposable or more Thomas? disposable than you. The other um like thing maybe for during the whole big long planning session stuff is do we want to try and like let all the rest of our compacts know? I mean, about this whole big thing? Cause... I mean, I'm in charge of mine, so they already yeah, know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm in charge but of like... mine in a less, uh-huh. less defined way, but yeah. Should we um, maybe I'm not try... in charge of mine, they just know I'm busy. Yeah. Mm. Should we maybe try and get them on board with stuff? Because, like... I mean... Long-term survival plans. How do you think I'm getting We're... information? Yeah, no, you're in charge of things. I get that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. So, so I need to. Right. the The reason I'm saying the reason I'm shaking my head. I'm trying really hard to think of a way to say this nicely. I will use mine as an example. Now, I, again, I'm sort of, I hate to use the word in charge, but but uh, I'm high up. I say things, they do them. You have pull. Yes, I have pull. Um, Power structure. But there are certain people within my organization, and the reason that I'm not leaning on them more is because we're not a monolithic mindset about things. Oh, no, yeah. And That's there exactly... are people... Who would go rogue? <laughs> Most of the other compacts, I don't have a lot of trust for. Like, I'm, I don't. Mm, I'm not saying that I that I dislike your compact as a, as a theoretical example, but mm. if we inform the Ashwood Abbey. I guarantee you that no small amount of people will come here and try to eat Colleen. I'm not saying tell them about Colleen, but like we open that door, we go in and we try and do this thing and maybe 
the whole council gets wiped out? Well, probably not. And I'd like to survive past that. So, the, like, the, should we start? The problem with announcing, with gathering people and making plans for that is that it makes our operation much more visible. Yep. Don't a lot of people already know? Because we've had, like... They know, but they don't know what our plans are or what we need to do to enact them or where the door is. Well, and they don't know our situation either. They they know that some things have gone on and that we're working together. But mm -hmm. they don't know about the reality ending and shit. If like we that. try to bring together an army of hunters to bash that, to kick down a door in Savannah, all of a sudden we're no longer able to quietly get in, grab a cup, and get out. Now, there's yeah. no guarantee we're going to be able to do that anyways, but mm -hmm. the more people we involve, the less likely of that being the case grows. And they are it's powerful enough that if we attract their attention, they still control death. Mm -hmm. No, numbers are not to our advantage when death come, can kill us all with a word. And on the chance that we're on the, the not entirely zero chance that we fail, there is 100% read this information on the event in the event of my death stuff out there for me at least. Yeah, we can put up that informs the rest of my compact exactly what's going on. Oh. I assume for zero as well. Oh, of course. Standard practice for directors of operations. I inherited the previous ones. There will be a limit on how much they can do because it, assumedly if we go down Colleen does too. But it's up to them to find alternative methods of destroying all this shit at that point if we, if we all go down. But no, I have contingency plans in in place in case I don't know the bad werewolves run through here right now and just shred us all no with Colleen it's more likely that she'd be captured in which case our contingency plans would involve rescuing Colleen you're not wrong But either way, adding more people to the mix, not a good idea. It, it raises our profile and the likelihood that they will begin using their more powerful tools against us. Yeah. Similarly... Nice. It didn't seem like that much of a tool. Hmm. Similarly, with uh, Project Valkyrie, with Task Force Valkyrie... The more attention we draw to ourselves in planning that, the more likelihood that they're going to raise their security and that our plans will fail. <clears throat> so, caution and as few people as possible on both ends. Okay, well, let's get what info we have to Verity. And see thing. what we can we, start to stir up. That's the thing. The information that I have is on the members that uh, associated themselves with the <clears throat> with the attack on the park. 
Oh, not necessarily, not necessarily the same group of people. So we're going to have to drive down to uh, Sparta with the telephoto lens. Hmm? No, I need to make calls. Or okay, what whatever the more functional equivalent of that is. Then <laughs> I make calls and people do work and we wait for responses. Then we pass that information to Verity. Okie doke. <laughs> And I mean, not to make the situation even more complicated than it already is, Colleen says. I've sort of been learning a little bit more about me and what's going on with the entire situation as I've been gaining these powers and taking in these artifacts. Yeah. Um. If we fail and the time limit comes up, or if I die, everything goes up in smoke. If we succeed, something big is going to happen. Well, but we can hypothesize that whatever the big thing is, it at least doesn't necessarily end reality. I don't know. Okay. But it's better than the confirmed unraveling of everything. Right. So, still potentially problematic, but definitely not turn off the system game over type. I know... If I can get all of these things together, I will have more control over what happens. You'll be able to select which color button we press. It doesn't really matter until we get there, unfortunately. So. Well, let's get started on some research and phone calls then. <laughs> you should get started on getting that one to a bed. Good plan. Come on, Astrid, let's go. <laughs> Astrid, who's still passed out standing up next to you. Yep. Did you carry Astrid over to a nearby bed? Come on. Come on, babe. Let's get you yep, laid up. Yep, feet up. There you go. Oh, shoes off. Okay. And the great time skip begins. <laughs> so, uh, as a quick wrap up to the episode before we head off for the for the week, um, we'll probably be. It's currently mid December. We will pro in setting. We will probably jump to June. Probably yeah, about June of the next year, <clears throat> maybe maybe July of the next year. Come on, June. Let's end this game in Pride Month. Universe doesn't drop until Halloween, I think. From what I understand, yeah, it's Halloween is when Halloween is the end of the world. Exactly. We're not doing the. We're not doing this early. Uh, let's say August. Is okay. is a is about when we'll we'll pick back up after all of the prep work has been done for the whichever approach you decide to do with the uh with the 
facility for Task Force Valkyrie. And we'll okay. we'll go over what those plans are over the course of the next week. This is the um, this is the part in Persona where like the calendar skips forward a way more than you expected it to. Yep. <laughs> I didn't know I'd lose all those days. Um, awesome. So yeah, we'll pick up in August next week. Go cool. cool. <sighs> and I think that's where we'll go ahead and end for the night. All right. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.